Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the blessings of your word. The stories, Lord, the blueprints that go into our hearts. Open our minds, our souls, anoint our ears, Lord, and our hearts to receive what you are telling us. Help us that the word may discipline us, Lord. Encourage us, Lord. And make us what you called us to be, Lord. Thank you for our appointed task that you have ordained us. We pray for, Lord, that it will come to pass to fruition. And you're the workman. The workmanship is from you, Lord. We thank you for sculpturing us in the way that we should go. In Jesus' name. Today's reading comes to us for 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 1 through 53. Anna will begin our reading. Okay. All right. 1 Kings 1, 1 to 53. King David was now very old, and no matter how many blankets covered him, he could not keep warm. So his advisors told him, Let us find a young virgin to wait on you and look after you, my lord. She will lie in your arms and keep you warm. So they searched throughout the land of Israel for a beautiful girl, and they found Abishag from Shunuman and brought her to the king. The girl was very beautiful, and she looked after the king and took care of him. But the king had no sexual relations with her. About that time, David's son... Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, began boasting, I will make myself king. So he provided him with self with chariots and charioteers and recruited 50 men to run in front of him. Now his father, King David, had never disciplined him at any time, even by asking, Why are you doing that, Adonijah, and have been born uh, doing that. Adonijah had been born next after Absalom, and he was very handsome. Adonijah took Joab, son of Zariah, and Abathar, the priest, into his confidence, and they agreed to help him become king. But Zadok, the priest, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, Nathan, the prophet, Shemai, Ray, and David's personal bodyguard refused to support Adonijah. Adonijah went to the stone of Zoheleth, near the spring of Enrog, Enrogel, where he sacrificed sheep, cattle, and fattened calves. He invited all his brothers, the other sons of King David, and all the royal officials of Judah. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet, or Benaiah, or king's bodyguard, or his brother Solomon. Then Nathan went to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, and asked her, Haven't you heard that Haggith's son, Adonijah, has made himself king, and our lord, David, doesn't even know about it. If you want to save your own life and the life of your son, Solomon, follow my advice. Go at once to the king David and say to him, My lord, the king, didn't you make a vow and say to me, Your son Solomon will surely be the next king and will sit on my throne. Why then has Adonijah become king? And while you are still talking with him, and while you're still talking with him, I will come and confirm everything you have said. So Bathsheba went into the king's bedroom. He was very old now, and Abishag was taking care of him. Bathsheba bowed down before the king. What can I do for you? He, he asked her. She replied, My lord, you made a vow before the Lord your God when you said to me, Your son Solomon 
will surely be the next king and will sit on my throne. But instead, Adinojam has made himself king, and my lord the king does not even know about it. He has sacrificed many cattle, fattened calves, and sheep, and has invited all the king's sons to attend the celebration. He also invited Abathar, the priest, and Joab, the commander of the army, but he did not invite your servant Solomon. And now, my lord, the king of Israel is waiting for you to announce who will become king after you. If you do not act, my son Solomon and I will be treated as criminals as soon as my lord the king has died. While she was still speaking with the king, Nathan the prophet arrived. The king's officials told him, Nathan the prophet is here to see you. Nathan went in and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Nathan asked, My lord, the king, have you decided that Adonijah will be the next king and that he will sit on your throne? Today he has sacrificed many cattle, fattened calves, and sheep, and he has invited all the king's sons to attend the celebration. He has also invited the commanders of the army and Abithar the priest. They are feasting and drinking with him and shouting, Long live King Adonijah! But he did not invite me or Zadok the priest or Benaiah or your servant Solomon. Has my lord the king really done this without letting any of his officials know who should be the next king? King David responded, Call Bathsheba. So she came back and stood before the king, and the king repeated this vow. As surely as the Lord lives, who has rescued me from every danger, your son Solomon will be the next king and will sit on my throne the very this very day, just as I bow to you before the Lord, the God of Israel. Then Bathsheba bowed down her with her face to the ground before the king and exclaimed, May my Lord King David last live forever. Then King David ordered, Call Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada. When they came into king's, uh, the king's presence, the king said to them, Take Solomon and my officials down to Gihong Spring. Solomon is to ride on my own mule. There Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet are to anoint him king over Israel. Okay. Blow the ram's horn and shout, Long live King Solomon. Then escort him back here, and he will sit on my throne. He will succeed me as king, for I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and Judah. Amen, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, replied. May the Lord, the God of my, my Lord of the king, decree that it happen. And may the Lord be with Solomon as he's been with you, my Lord the king. And may he make Solomon reign even greater Solomon's reign even greater than yours. So Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah son of Jehoiada, and the king's bodyguard took Solomon down to Gihon Spring with Solomon's riding on King David's own mule. There Zadok the priest took the flask of olive oil from the sacred tent and anointed Solomon with oil. Then they sounded the ram's horn, and all the people shouted, Long live King Solomon! And all the people followed Solomon into Jerusalem, playing flutes and shouting for joy. The celebration was so joyous and noisy that the earth shook with the sound. Wow. Adinojah and his guests heard the celebration and shouting just as they were finishing their banquet. When Joab heard the sound of the ram's horn, what's going on? Why is the city in such an uproar? And 
While he was still speaking, Jonathan, son of Abithar, the priest, arrived. Come in. Adonijah said to him, For you are a good man. You must have good news. Not at all, Jonathan replied. Our Lord King David has just declared Solomon king, and the king sent him down to Gihon Spring with Zadok, the priest, Nathan, the prophet, and Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. Protected by the king's bodyguard, they had him ride on the king's old mule. And Zadok and Nathan have anointed him at Gihon Spring as the new king. They have just returned, and the whole city is celebrating and rejoicing. That all That's what all the noise is about. What's more, Solomon is now sitting on the royal throne as king, and all the, and all the royal officials have gone to King David and congratulated him, saying, May your God make Solomon fame even greater than your own, and may Solomon's reign be even greater than yours. Then the king bowed his head in worship, as he lay in his bed, and he said, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who today has chosen a successor to sit on my throne while I am still alive to see it. Then all of Adinojah's guests jumped up from in a panic from the banquet table and quickly scattered. Adinojah was afraid of Solomon, so he rushed to the sacred tent and grabbed onto the horns of the altar. Word soon reached that Solomon at that Adinojah had seized the horns of the altar in fear, and he was pleading, Let King Solomon swear today that he will not kill me. Solomon replied, If he proves himself to be loyal, not a hair on his head will be touched. But if he makes trouble, he will die. So King Solomon summoned Adinojah, and they brought him down from the altar, and he came and bowed respectfully before King Solomon, who dismissed him, saying, Go home. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, I, I guess the people got tired of, uh, you know, year after year. Uh, I think uh, King David lasted many years, you know, and they had no king. All the glory of kingdom had, it was running good. So they, the, it's, it's interesting that Joab would, would defect and go with Adonai as king, you know, because he was, uh, I think it was his uh, nephew or uncle or something. And... Uh, you know, but it proves the point that um, people need entertainment. <laughs> mm. So the whole city went in uproar when Solomon came king. And it's really to see the, the, the frankness of King David. He mm. said, I swore you this day as surely as the Lord liveth. Mm. And very uh, precise on his vows and his truth as king. You know, he was an incredible leader. And... Uh, and his officials were right to get the old guy a young virgin that would uh, take care of him, you know, while he was cold, body heat or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, that Ecclesiastes <laughs> four nine, two are better than one. Yeah, ain't nothing, ain't nothing he like romance that. to heat up the, uh, you know, or, or appreciation, you know, of God's creation to, you know, pick up the interest and make him feel youthful again, right? Right. At his old age. So that was very nice that his officials did that for the king. I mean, no other king, you know. Uh, so, and then how Bathsheba was so respectful of him, like almost like an outsider, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, she bowed down to the ground and the king. And what may I do for you? So that was really interesting. The uh, and that's all I got for right now. Yeah, it's interesting how the guy took it upon himself. I mean, surely they would have known that 
Solomon was said to be king, right? I mean, it wasn't the first time they heard this. And that guy, this, the other son, just took it upon himself to start moving in to take over. And this, they look at the big old problems. They just got done with the elder son, Absalom. Yeah. They just got the kingdom back, and they're running again. Maybe 20 years have lapsed since Absalom's revolt, one of his sons. Now you have another son that's yeah. raising up a revolt. Yeah. And it says right here that they, 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 he did not discipline them because, you know, they had a different mom. Mm. And one of the views is, is, you know, he's God's son. God will discipline him. Mm-hmm. But being a king and not... Uh, be able to send your your uh, your children to military school at least, where they can get discipline. You know, having all the resources and the kid doing what he wants, he was just spoiled from the beginning. Adonai, and we find that that we get a lot of Adonais in AA. Mm. You know, just tall, robust men, but Adonai. hearts of the thirteen-year-olds, mm. like me. Should we talk about others? Okay, amen. Do you have anything else we heard? No, that was about it. Just uh, how the story unfolds. You know, they went to the king. He didn't know what was happening. I, I really liked that part where they were really, the ruckus that was created when he came in and they, you know, anointed him. Um, let's see. Uh, and it says here, And all the people followed Solomon into Jerusalem, playing flutes and shouting for joy. The celebration was so joyous and noisy that the earth shook with the sound. Now that's huge. Wow. That is really the I, I earth mean. Earth shook with the sound. Yeah. All the people followed him. They agreed that he should be the king. Well, it's interesting that they went to a spring, you know, and maybe kind of like baptized him in water. Mm-hmm. And oh had, yes, yes, yes. Had to do something with again the creation in the beginning of the world was the water, and there's the water. And then the flax of olive oil from the sacred tent and anointed Solomon with the oil. Mm-hmm. And then again, the sound of the ram's horn. Yes. You know, uh, and then the people shouting. Seems like every everyone had a part. The shouting, mm-hmm. the horn, the, the oil, mm-hmm. and the water. Uh, and the godly people, the springs. Amen. Yeah, so the earth shook. Wow, that must have been some... That's a lot of people shouting and following him, you know? Mm -hmm. It's incredible following. All right, Acts chapter 4, 1 through 37. Yeah, like Acts. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them and since it was already evening put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of believers now total about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. The next day the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in two disciples and demanded, 
By what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazarene. The man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. But since they could see that the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What shall we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign and everyone in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. The council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers gather together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod and Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor the Gentiles and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant from whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. 
Amen. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needed people among them because those who own land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. Amen. Amen. Uh, today's study in Acts 4, 13, and 20 says, The evidence of a healed man in changed lives was overwhelming and irrefutable. But the religious leaders didn't want to believe in Christ, so they continued to try to suppress the truth. But Peter and John's loyalty to the Lord surpassed and pressured the religious leaders put on them. They could not keep quiet, even when threatened, because their evidence was too overwhelming. We may sometimes be pressured to keep our faith in Christ private because people feel uncomfortable or offended. Don't be surprised if some people reject you and your positive witness for Christ. If the world hates you, remember that he hated me first. Just remind his disciples. Jesus reminded his disciples in John 15:18. When mine when minds are made up, even the clearest presentation of the facts can't change them. When people's minds are made up, even the clearest presentations of the facts can't change them. But don't give up either. Pray for those people and continue to spread the good news. If your witness for God has weakened, ask God for a renewed vision of himself and for the peace that Christ gives. Remember Jesus' resurrection, which inspired Peter and John as a result be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Amen. Amen. Anything big? Um, <clears throat> wow, it's amazing that they saw that they couldn't deny that the the power of God, and the, the miraculous sign that happened with that man. But they didn't want it to, to go any further than that. I mean, they weren't wowed by the fact that, you know, uh, the celebration of somebody being healed after 40 years is like, where is your, you know, where is your foresight, you know, on on who God is, you know? It just, it just seems so odd. Um, you know, people wouldn't, you know, join in on that, that celebration of somebody being healed. Um, and I like what it said. It says, The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were just ordinary men. They weren't like anything Pharisee, you know, studying for years and years of the scripture. Because it says here, For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. So you really don't have to have, you know, a, a doctorate in theology or just be so well versed you just God will use you 
any ordinary person, you know, that's open to walking in his, you know, power, that receives his power of the Holy Spirit, you know, it's just, you know, you don't have to study the scripture for five hours and, and be deemed accepted, you know. Um, so, and then I like what they did. They said, basically, um, they weren't going to stop. And um, I like when they said, because as soon as they threatened them, um, they prayed and they asked the Lord. And they said, but everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, okay, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness. So they had boldness, but they asked for even more boldness in that situation. In preaching your word, stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And I like this too. After the prayer, the meeting place shook. <laughs> what is it about this? You know, two, two places in the old and the new where we read that the earth shook and after that prayer, something shook. So, amen. Amen. Powerful, powerful. Um, wow, it says... Uh, you know, it's amazing how clearly Peter saw that uh, there was, he preached the resurrected Christ that mm-hmm. is alive, mm-hmm. and that uh, the, okay. the, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth has healed this man today. Mm-hmm. And very clearly they say that uh, Jesus is doing the works today. Yeah. I'm telling them, in the name of Jesus Christ, I cast you out of here. Poverty, Satan, you've been mm-hmm. defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. In Jesus' name. Oh. Tranquility is, is the result of that kind of prayer. Oh. And amen. It's amazing that in the beginning, you were just touched on that, that um, Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there was a resurrection of the dead. Um, I said they arrested them, and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard the message believed it, so the number of believers now total 5,000. Remember, he did the 3,000 at once, and now we got another 2,000 that came in, um, not counting women and children. So, you know, this is a good point, is when you're preaching about Jesus and his resurrection power and his, his purpose on to come as a man, that God sent him to do this finished work at the cross, that, um, you know that there's power in his resurrection people believe it and you you see you see the the multitude people coming in to be saved you know i'm not here to teach you about how to be perfect by obeying every commandment i'm here to teach you about the power of christ in your life that can change you transform you use you and just prosper you amen there's hope even in your death You'd be resurrected with Christ Jesus. There's your body and your spirit. You know, there's hope mm-hmm. in it. There's no fear in death. Amen. Praise the Lord for his word. We've gone forth. We pray for believers living in hostile cultures in China and all the Asian countries that God will protect them and give them liberty to share their faith. And we pray for all those Islam countries where Christians live. Lord, we pray for them. Psalm 124, 1 through 8. What if the Lord had not been on our side? Huh? 
Let all Israel repeat. What if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us? They would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger. The waters would have engulfed us. A torrent would have overwhelmed us. Yet the raging waters of their fury would have overwhelmed our very lives. Praise the Lord who not let their teeth tear us apart. We escape like a bird from a hunter's trap. The trap is broken and we are free. Our help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. In Proverbs 16, 24. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy to, for the body. Amen. Kind oh, words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Amen. Amen and amen. You know, Thank you, Lord. Isn't it nicer to have sweet, kind words for someone that, that you know, does, may not appear to be all together or, you know, struggling? It, you know, it's it's helped for your body when you edify someone. Yeah, you know, we always get complaints that, that the people can't do anything because they're getting criticized. Mm-hmm. We get criticized right away. And uh, and the people don't even have to say the words. They have to think it, and you can pick that up. You know, acceptance, and you have a God, and, and you're trying to get 1% better with Him, makes all the difference in the world is to look up attitude Altitude of attitude, attitude of altitude, and gratitude that we can't, we get to keep to keep trying to be better, and let others. But speaking encouragement to others, you say, "That's good work, Anna. Thank you. This is a great salad. You, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or you know, you do a good management. You know, way to go. Encouraging each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a Marco Polo. You're a good traveler, going all around the world." Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. And, Lord, we just rejoice in today's teaching. Thank you for making us apostles of Christ and witnesses of the resurrection of life in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.